1: What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void
0: Horror podcast.
1: That's right, it's episode two hundred, and that's not the only thing we're celebrating today. We're actually celebrating—it's my birthday, Christina's Every birthday. Birthday to me. She's only sixty-eight, guys. Think yep. about that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes. and I look good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, uh, happy birthday, baby. Thanks. Love you. Thank you for doing this podcast with me.
0: You're welcome. I had fun this week because I ha- I got to pick up the movies. Yeah, and what are we going
1: to watch today? We
0: watched Whatever Happened to Baby Jane from
1: 1962.
0: Mm-hmm. And? And Hush... Oh, you say it.
1: Hush, hush, sweet Charlotte from 64? Yep. Yeah. I was, like, thinking there for a second. <laughs> I thought I was 65, but yeah. Uh-huh. So, Christina dragged me through this. <laughs>
0: whatever it's it's
1: nice change you know once in a while she gets to drag me through some stuff
0: well i've been wanting to watch these movies for a while it was
1: fun i we had a good time actually
0: yeah we did
1: it's uh you know it's not uh well we'll explain it more later on but um yeah so christina wanted to take us back to the 60s -hmm. if i were to go back to the 60s we'd be watching some bava mario bava that is
0: yeah well it's not your birthday
1: (laughs) (laughs) which by the way i think one of the movies one of the trilogies that we want to do in the future is Beyond the Door and mm-hmm. Beyond the Door 2 which is also called Shock mm-hmm. I think was like Bava's last movie uh huh so oh okay I want to watch that Wait, but yeah we'll do birthday. the trilogy some other in the future it doesn't have to be my birthday <laughs> yes, every guys. day every week is my fucking birthday <laughs> on the
0: podcast <laughs> and I get this one yeah episode. that's it but at least I got a big episode. That's not true. You help pick out
1: movies every week. <laughs> no, I, you, I pass no, no,
0: no, 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 let's be honest. You veto my movies every week.
1: <laughs> that is not true whatsoever. I'm like, how about we watch these two or this two? Really, what I'm doing is, is she's, it's funny because she's like, she works against me. See, out in my studio, I have a large rack full of movies, like you know, shelves and shelves and shelves, but out in the living room, it just keeps piling up because because we have another section out there for movies that we need to watch that we've bought uh-huh. and I need to get through those so you're like no don't watch movies that are out there let's watch these other movies <laughs> and I'm like hey buddy we you don't like that shelf out there I don't like that shelf out so there so then let me pick the movies from out there or
0: maybe we should just stop buying movies for a little
1: while <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that it's a little too much <laughs> we got so any more on the way too and I got a haul coming up for you guys to check out some yeah, stuff that was sent one. to me and uh, I'm going to mix that with the uh, horror picks that I got from the Dollar Tree haul because we got a lot from the Dollar Tree some that we're going to be giving away as well on top of other ones that we have that we're going to give away that we're not at the Dollar Tree but uh, yeah so we are picking a winner this week
0: yes we'll we forgot an-
1: to ask too. right and
0: we'll announce it on episode 201.
1: So yeah, we're going to give you guys a big box full of different movies that we got some from the Dollar Tree, some that aren't some that are just in my collection that I have extra of or you know there's going to be a bunch of stuff. We'll post everything on social media so you can see it. Now by the off chance that we do pick somebody that is outside of the United States or in Canada for that matter which it does cost us a lot of extra money to send stuff uh, we'll basically just give out a, a gift card of the same equal value of what we send out for the regular regular box set so that way, you know, everybody can apply for this. You just got to let me know where you live. I'll write you. You're going to want to make sure that you have, if you haven't signed up for the VIP club, you can go to longlivethevoid.com. It's on the front page, or you can go on the tab that says VIP club section. And then you go there, you fill out your information, what's, you know, country you're in, everything like that. And then you have to go to your email to make sure that you subscribe because if it gets thrown out, then you get unsubscribed. Like we have a few people who've signed up but never went to their email. So make sure you do that if you want to be entered into the contest. It's only for those who subscribe to the uh, email list. So but we'll uh, we'll send out a nice big box full of stuff. We just got some new stuff too. So you're gonna want to watch the haul video because we'll have some of that in there and we'll post pictures and everything like that. So But yeah, guys, so sign up, go to VIP Club and com. So, what are you going to do for your birthday? What are we doing for your birthday here, Christina? Crying. Crying?
0: Crying and eating cake.
1: (laughs) Are we going to get a cake Uh, for real?
0: uh, I don't know. I'm scared.
1: COVID cake?
0: Because the only gluten free cake that.
1: 19 layers of COVID?
0: Gluten free cake's like. Gluten free cake's like um, really sugary.
1: So maybe we'll just do ice cream then.
0: Ice cream cake! (laughs) Ice cream cake!
1: Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Whatever I know you, you want.
0: You're, you're trying to be funny, and I was just totally wow. talking. Well, Today is technically
1: just... <laughs> her birthday, so when you guys are listening to this, this is her birthday. So if you see her online, please give her some love. She doesn't like to make a big deal about yeah, her it's birthday. Not a deal. It is a big deal.
0: It's not. It's a Monday. It's yeah. Not a big well, deal
1: it is a big deal. Sorry.
0: <laughs> you're nice, but it's okay. I'll be alone in the dark crying. It's all yeah, good. I've just... spent all my birthdays. Well,
1: that's how. Yeah. Because I'll be too busy to care.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I took off this week. Jesus. <laughs> We're still gonna do the. I think I'm gonna take off streaming on Monday so that we can. Well, you because that's my birthday. <laughs> right. For the today for you guys. So if you if you're hearing this and you come to the stream, I won't be streaming. Um, but yeah, and then Tuesday we'll put out our episode of the Lovecraft
0: uh, Lovecraft love Country. Country,
1: yeah, and then episode three, episode three, yeah, discussion. Then it's like free time.
0: Dark Knight. We're gonna watch Dark Knight. Whatever I'll, you want, baby. I always watch the Dark Knight on my birthday. I love that. Movie. I'll clean.
1: You can do whatever you want. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. So glad that you got to hear that because I'm really. Getting to the point. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm just fucking around. Anyway, guys, so I think it might be that time.
0: What time is it?
1: Horse shots! All right, so we got a new shot that we're going to be doing for one of the movies. And what movie is that, Christina?
0: Whatever happened to baby Jane?
1: What are we calling this shot, Christina?
0: A bloody baby Jane.
1: A bloody baby Jane. So, in order to make a bloody baby Jane, you have to put in three very simple ingredients. And that is one part gin, one part brandy, and one part. Grenadine, Grenadine which I think brandy isn't that like cherry based anyway
0: I think so yeah
1: yeah I'm pretty sure but anyway it's just more cherry for the mix and uh <laughs> that's how you do it and then you take a hammer and you crack it over the back of the head of your partner whoever you're drinking with <laughs> and then you go yay
0: <laughs> you go yay
1: then you go why did she make me do that
0: Uh, She made me do it. Yeah, I
1: don't know why she made me do that. She was
0: going to take you away from me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, we're going to take that shot right now.
0: I'm not excited. I really wanted to do a birthday shot, but I don't... I'm
1: not a gin fan, so... And Brandy and gin do not sound like they should mix together. It it doesn't sound well. But she drinks them in the show, in the movie. Mm -hmm. She drinks gin Gin. and... Well, she also has Johnny Walker, too, but we weren't buying that.
0: Yeah, I wasn't going to buy it. So we got Brandy
1: and gin, so deal with it. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.
0: Okay, that's weird. That's different.
1: It's not bad. It wasn't bad. not bad. bad. It was actually pretty smooth.
0: Actually, I'm gonna just take the rest of it.
1: <laughs> yeah! Wow, the first time ever, huh? <laughs>
0: Happy
1: birthday! <laughs> it's not that bad. I thought it was gonna be worse. I'm not a gin fan. It I makes me too. grossed out. Like I hate gin. It has to be buried by other liquors and stuff the, like that.
0: The brandy definitely buries that gin. Yeah. Yeah. Please go to the website and look at the picture we took of the shot. Oh, yeah. My grandmother's doll. Is in this picture, and I'm, I I love that doll. She made the the little outfit for it and stuff. And okay.
1: Yeah, and plus we, we if you've seen the movie, human hair. there's themed up stuff in there. We've been trying to get a little bit better about our pictures, at least. Uh, the shots may taste like shit, but I'm kidding. Actually, they've been tasting pretty good lately. <laughs> yeah, it, so We've been we've been, been, been kind of nailing them. So been, if you haven't been drinking them, I don't blame you. But you're I think less of you. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've been bartending up.
1: So, if you guys would like to try a Bloody Baby Jane, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for Hammers. (laughs) So, now we're going to jump into our 1960s adventures of Christina's birthday celebration (laughs) with... Whatever Happened to Baby Jane from 1962
0: and Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte from 1964.
1: We're ready to go ahead and do that right now. So I did the work on the first movie. We go in chronological order usually around here, unless I decide not to, because I'm the fucking captain of the ship. Not
0: today, bitch. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> true. But scary. she
1: wanted to do it this way, so we're gonna do it this way. <laughs> That's right. What What do you want me to say, Christina? Huh?
0: Um. Actually, I think it's more of oh, you pick these movies, so you get to do the trivia. <laughs> That's what oh, it yeah. was.
1: Yeah, well, she did. She did. She knows a lot about it, and she's a big fan. So I thought, hey, why not? You know. If you're really into it, I mean, that's kind of the fun of it sometimes. I like doing trivia because it makes me feel a little bit of ownership over the the, uh, movie. And it it helps me kind of get my opinion together so that other people can understand as well. Because sometimes the trivia leads you to go, oh, that's why they did it that way or so. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so Whatever Happened to Baby Jean is about a former child star who torments her paraplegic sister in their decaying Hollywood mansion. Now, this movie is directed by Robert Aldrich, who did the other movie that we're going to be talking about today. He's known for doing The Dirty Dozen, The Frisco Kid, The Killing of Sister George, Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte, which I mentioned. He also did Sodom and Gomorrah, Attack, and more. And he's directed five different actors in Oscar-nominated performances, which, of course, includes Betty Davis. He did consider adapting a Bram Stoker's Dracula movie, but never did. Huh. So. Oh, I, he
0: oh, he would have done a good I job. Wonder, I wonder. Yeah,
1: it kind of makes me wonder what it would have been like. So yeah. this movie is based off a novel by Henry Farrell. He also did Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte, an episode of Hitchcock Presents, two episodes of Perry Mason, a movie called Horror, The House That Would Not Die as well, and more. The screenplay that was written based off the novel was by Lucas Heller. He did two episodes of the Alfred Hitchcock Hour, Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte, The Flight of the Phoenix, The Dirty Dozen, The Killing of Sister George, The Son of Hitler, and Hitler's SS, Portrait of Evil, and many more.
0: Wait, Hitler had a son?
1: No, it's just a movie. (laughs) I don't. Uh, uh, I was like, wow, he started to get really dark in his days. (laughs) Like cast in this movie is of course Betty Davis who plays baby Jane she was in all about Eve dark victory wicked stepmother which was one of the last movies she ever did mm-hmm. the watcher in the woods which is one of my favorites of hers mm-hmm. I would assume because I'm too young to know a lot of these <laughs> <laughs> She was also in The Return from Witch Mountain, The Dark Mm -hmm. Secret Harvest Home, Burnt Offerings, which I've seen, of course, Dead Ringer, an episode of Hitchcock Presents, Scream Pretty Peggy, Gunsmoke, and plenty more. It also stars none other than Joan Crawford, who is known as Sister Blanche in this movie to Baby Jane. She was in plenty of films, too. Uh, One, not probably her best. Last films was Trog.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's the one where she played the mad scientist? Yeah,
1: I think so. I don't remember. I remember some stuff about that. Mm -hmm. She was also in the Virginia TV show, Night Gallery for an episode, Berserk, The Man from Uncle, I Saw What You Did, Sudden Fear, The Damn Don't Cry, and many, many more.
0: And she has won an Oscar for Mildred Price in the 40s.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, uh, it stars Victor Bueno. Bueno, I think I'm saying that right. He plays Edwin, the piano guy. He was in Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte, The Evil, The Wrath of God, Moonchild, two episodes of Night Gallery, The Mad Butcher, 10 episodes for the original Batman TV Mm -hmm. series as King Tut, by the way. I did not realize that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, he's one of my favorite in the movie mm-hmm. by the way other than you know he doesn't I don't know there's something about him that I just liked um, he was also in The Girl from Uncle, which was the sequel to The Man from Uncle, I think, and uh, many more. Also had Wesley Addy, who plays Marty McDonald. He was in Kiss Me Deadly, Tora, 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 I Spy, an episode of Outer Limits, Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte as well. And we also have Mady Norman, who plays Elvira. She was in Halloween Season of the Witch, part three, basically, the one without Michael Myers, really, <laughs> unless you count the TV, but whatever. Uh, she was also in a movie called Airport 77, which is going to be really, really prevalent in the next movie we talk about by the way episode of uh, the Jeffersons, good times col the night stalker adam 12 dragnet twilight zone and a movie called the man from uncle this movie cost an estimated amount of almost a million dollars about 980k uh, and it made about 9 to 9.5 million dollars uh estimated uh worldwide i guess
0: yeah but it profited 11 days into opening Wow. It started profiting. It was that fast.
1: Well, Christina, obviously you have some positive thoughts on this.
0: <laughs> Would you like
1: to gush for a little bit about it?
0: Well, just a little bit. I mean...
1: <laughs> what do you think of the movie? It's
0: a classic movie. Um, I Honestly, I didn't remember this movie. I know I watched it when I was a kid. I probably watched it with my grandma. Or your mom. Yeah, or my mom. I'm very glad we got to watch this together. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed watching this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everyone's acting in this movie is amazing.
1: Um, well, for the most part, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, well, the main characters, yeah. There's like me, really
1: only like seven in the whole movie,
0: right, or less bit maybe actors I'm just and stuff. Of like four. There's four actors in there. I really liked. Mm-hmm. I like the story. Yeah, I mean, they could have done some things different. Um, I did think it was a little long, it was a little slow and dragged out parts, but that's how they made movies back then. Right. So it was it was more of like, it was like an experience.
1: Where they got to the, like, uh, agreed upon one hour and 30 minute mm-hmm. feature yeah. film.
0: Anyway, I felt like they could have trimmed some stuff down and made it, like... More complete. Sure. Because it it was a little long. Um, well, it probably
1: feels long to you because this is a I'm 60s and yeah. we're also spoiled by, right? you know.
0: Yeah, that's exactly the point yeah. that I'm trying to make.
1: Which is why we might be but, having like all these movies that are like slow again that are really yeah. long because people and, are like and
0: black and white
1: like people are <laughs> like the like ADD people like myself who well I'm okay with long movies as, as long as they're interesting right but like it it is interesting how people's attention span is today versus what it was right. back then yeah
0: I agree with you yeah
1: when they watch the picture films <laughs> <laughs>
0: There, I mean, there was some stuff in the plot which was kind of. I think in the actual novel, like their mansion was there wasn't like neighbors that were that close by. Right, I think you could tell. Like with with, why did she yell at the window? In the movie, the houses were really close together. Yeah, and they're not supposed to be. Yeah, it was a mansion, and usually mansions are like gated up, huge on big plots of land.
1: Right, these are kind of like McMansions. They were too close.
0: Right, which is kind of that standard California yeah um housing. Sure. Well Los Angeles I should say California California. But anyway, um you know, there was some stuff that, you know, didn't make sense, but I think that had to do with budget and you know, they use they were using what they could, which I thought they did awesome and amazing using what they could. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, I overall I gave it like a, a seven out of ten. Oh okay. I thought it was a 7 out of 10. I, I I would probably buy this again. And and it we rented it on Amazon and it looked really good.
1: It was 2 bucks to rent by the way. Yeah.
0: And also, if you go to your library, they have it at the library, which I totally forgot to check before we, right. we got it on Amazon. But you can you could get this movie at your library for free or stream it on your library app for free.
1: Okay. So, yeah. Now, and, you know, and you forgot to mention one of the big things that got you interested in this movie in the first place again.
0: Oh, the show?
1: Yeah. Oh, we'll just talk yeah. about it like
0: Well, I I didn't want to say too much cuz we never finished the show.
1: Doesn't matter. Just see what to explain to them why you were interested.
0: So, when Ryan Murphy came out with the Feud show in 2017, and I was very excited about it because it's like all oh, this drama with the actresses and and <laughs> did da, da, da. And I think we only watched like two two episodes,
1: two just, or three. Yeah, yeah,
0: just because we had a hard time finding it because you know we don't have cable. So and and we got into it and it did it, it, it We saw the episodes where they were doing uh, Baby Jane, and I really wanted to watch it. Now I didn't realize that Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte was also in the show. And I actually, I watched some of the scenes, so, oh, I can't wait to talk about that movie. That's where all the drama is. Okay, all right. But anyway, what, Alex, what did you, was this your first time seeing this?
1: I think so. I mean, I might have seen something when I was younger, but I remember dick about it, like nothing. Uh, You know, it isn't a violent, gory, or even bloody film at all. It is a good film, though. And the performances, like she said, by Joan Crawford and Betty Davis are really well done, although... By the end of this, when we're done, we're going to pick who was the best in the movie Mm -hmm. because we're going to exacerbate the feud. Right. (laughs) Which wasn't really it was overplayed a little bit in the show and stuff like that. I'll
0: talk more about that later.
1: Yeah. So Davis's portrayal of a delusional, jealous sister who lost it all and wants to return to better times is actually pretty great. It's evil and sort of messed up. While Crawford's sweet and innocent portrayal is jarring and helpless. For the most part uh, for the viewer Mm -hmm. uh, until, of course, the end, uh, which this movie is a twisty movie because you think it's one of those movies that make you think you know what it is, what the situation is and why this is being the way it is and why it played out the way it does. But then you find out something completely different by the the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't like lay these completely obvious clues out like that. It's more in the dialogue. You know, it's a but it's interesting how they did it. Personally, Betty Davis was always a character actor in her day. And I think that's why she shines so much in this particular movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know all of her work, but I bet some people think that this was one of her best performances. Right. Right. You know, probably arguably the best. Mm -hmm. Um, At first I was like, well, fuck, I guess we'll watch these, you know, (laughs) only Christina wants to watch it. It's her birthday. But by the end of the movie, I was actually invested, you know, like I was I think it was like 20 minutes in. And then when she started getting kind of crazy, I was like really into it. And I was like, "Okay, I can get into this. It's not necessarily my style of movie to watch, but it's enjoyable and it's well done. And I think it was nice to kind of, like, traipse back a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's my thing, too.
1: Although some moments in the movie were a little logic-breaking, like Mm -hmm. you kind of mentioned. Mm -hmm. I feel like at any time that Blanche was trapped by not only her wheelchair upstairs, she could have easily gotten help out the side of the house or, you know, something. You know, but obviously... It was done to drive the plot, but shouting out a window to get the neighbor to help you seemed a little too easy and didn't make much sense, Mm -hmm. you know. But again, it is more about the story than some sort of logical thing. Perhaps, you know, you could just chalk it up to just older movies and that weren't really worried about those fine details until later on. Mm -hmm. But in the same regard, there are moments in the film that did think about those kind of things too, like how they lit a certain situation to kind of reflect how someone was feeling on the inside and uh, another thing I noticed about these movies both of these movies in particular is that the lighting uh, it was yeah. really unique and in, in, in this one not as much it is in here but not as much as the other movie mm-hmm. which I really like the lighting in but I didn't see the, the end coming 100% you know, kind of did because I, we watched The Feud and they kind of spoil that in the very first two episodes, I think. Right. And and it kind of makes you realize a lot about the dynamic of these sisters in the movie, how jealousy can kind of ruin things for yourself and the people you care about. And I'd say for a movie of this type being a probably a thriller first and foremost with like a it has like a touch of murder and crazy in it, too. But mm-hmm. it's a great film. I wouldn't. It's not my personal type, like I said. But it wasn't a bad watch. So it's kind of like one of those movies that you just kind of watch and you're like, oh, that was, you know, that was good. You know, right. uh, that's how it is for me. I'd give this one like a 7 out of 10 as well.
0: Oh, hey, look at that. You know,
1: because I feel bad giving it anything less, even though it's not a movie for me and my particular taste. I still think it deserves a decent score. And I'm mm-hmm. sure some people may think this is one of the best films ever. So, And
0: also, this is a good, uh, especially for that time horror movies, well, Psycho came out, that's why they pretty much made this movie. Right. Like, the thriller horror was... taking of steam and i think this is a great addition to the beginning of all of that
1: sure and you know this isn't a movie that i would watch necessarily on repeat or right, yearly right. or anything like that but once in a while you know right. i wouldn't mind popping it on the it's
0: background it, it's you know? pretty
1: hard for me to score a movie of this type too because it is so different than my tastes mm-hmm. it's it's very classical mm-hmm. you know sort of style reminiscent of films older than it even Like, Mm -hmm. and that seems to be kind of a thing with Robert Aldrich. Mm -hmm. Like he is doing movies that were like made in the 50s, but for the 60s. They were like edgy 50s movies. Like that's what it feels like. Yeah. And maybe it's just because of the black and white thing. I don't know. So you know, I don't know. I just feel bad giving it any less than that. But if you're interested in going into the '60s and you gotta kind of a kind of want to see where some of the stuff the thriller sort of uh, vibe comes from uh, from older movies in the '60s, I'd say check it out. Like, give it a whirl. It's not going to be your blood fest, or you know, it's not going to be all this crazy shit. But mm-hmm. it's still good to watch. Mm-hmm. So what do you mm-hmm. what do you think is who is the best performance in this?
0: Betty Davis,
1: yeah, hundred percent. She's just overperforms here and just about every aspect. But that's how Joan Crawford was. She was the serious role drama actress, yeah. and Betty Davis was the Glamorous. risky risky taker, right. you know, risk taker kind of. She,
0: she treated it as an art form, and she she submerged herself in her characters.
1: She kind of reminds me of Jessica Lang. Lang, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. know. Which is funny because Jessica Lange played Played Joan Crawford. Right,
1: which is so weird because I think that she plays crazy so well. Oh,
0: yeah, totally.
1: Jessica Lange is really good at that. Yeah. She just, you know, she's got a really good kind of bitchy attitude Mm -hmm. in movies. But I don't know. I think that she could play this. Movie role very well if she were to do it like right as Betty Davis. So, Mm, but yeah, Betty Davis, man. Like, now we've seen this will be the first of two movies I've seen of Betty Davis and the week. (laughs) <laughs> and in my life in a row, like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Have you seen any Joan Crawford films? I think she did less movies than uh, Betty Davis did.
0: Uh, I think so too. Especially, it's funny because towards after this movie, it seemed like Betty Davis seemed to do more, but Joan Crawford did more early, earlier. More on. Earlier on, yeah. And they both started out in silent films. Hmm. Which like it just it just baffles me like that far back yeah, yeah. it's like they're that they were the beginning yeah like and it's not
1: that far a, a lo- you know it was like a hundred years ago I know but if you think about that that's nothing long.
0: yeah it really is nothing so I mean really they that's
1: a lifetime for again. somebody you know what I mean mm-hmm. which is a long time in if you're living it but if mm-hmm. you think back a hundred years really ain't it's shit. it's not
0: shit well women just got <laughs> had suffrage a hundred years ago I like, know this that's month. true. <laughs>
1: Thank God, right?
0: I'm totally kidding.
1: I'm totally kidding. I just.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> I have throw- <laughs> I have some trivia. I got some. Can trivia. Can you please vouch for me really quick? <laughs> yes, this- Alex is fine. He doesn't beat me or anything. He okay, likes, good. He thinks women are equal.
1: Yeah, and I want or- be. I don't want to be part of your crucifixion. <laughs>
0: Okay, so I got some trivia. Okay. All right.
1: So we're going to go ahead and jump into our trivia and spoilers, and we're just kind of going to go over some parts that we liked a little bit. We're not going to break down the entire movie, mm. because I don't think this this is the kind of movie you do that for. No. Um, for shittier movies, kind of, you know, like, yeah. We can just talk about other stuff. But if you don't want anything spoiled and you want to go check it out, you can rent it online or at your library, like Christina said. Mm-hmm. We rented it for $1.99 on Amazon, so you can too. But here's your warning before we spoil anything.
0: All right. So, of course, there was a feud. I think, you know, they did a TV show about it, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to kind of not, I'm going to try to avoid that.
1: Yeah, because it's not 100% Um, true.
0: Well, no, because it gets more into it in the next movie. I learned. Well, I heard that they
1: weren't even really that mad at each other and they really just respected each other. They were in two completely non competing spaces of acting.
0: You're right. You're correct, but something happened after they filmed this movie which ignited that this and it it bleeds into the next movie. Hmm. And I'm really excited to talk about that. So let's get through what happened to Baby Jane first. <laughs> also,
1: so Betty Davis felt like she needed to act more dramatically or something in no, the no, other no, one. No,
0: oh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, just you got to just wait. You okay. got to wait for now the I'm drama. Curious. You got to wait for the gossip.
1: So give us some trivia. Okay.
0: Now, we talked about this movie, it's in black and white. So originally they wanted this movie done in color, but in Betty Davis's um autobiography, uh she actually wrote that she refused to do this movie in color because um, she said, why would you make a sad story look pretty? Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's so smart.
1: It sounds smart, but it was also, is it more flattering, unflattering when she, when you use color or was it like, you know, kind cause just like think of it this way. I'm not saying it's the same, but like how all these actors and actresses went right. and got plastic surgery when HD came around.
0: Right. Well, I don't, I don't know because it does. I mean, shooting in color it was new that like it was a brand new thing so it was an exciting thing i mean wizard of oz i mean that is the in movies in color right uh, so it was an exciting thing and it's true this is a this is you know it's a sad movie like it's it's out there so i don't know it kind of makes sense to me
1: yeah
0: actually it's kind of brilliant so they did have a hard time getting this movie funded. This is why it's a low-budget movie. Um, stu- stu- a bunch of studios said they would fund this project if they replaced Betty and Joan with younger actresses.
1: <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense.
0: And there was a really horrible stereotype back then, especially with actresses, that if you were like over the age of 40, you were done. And they had women in their 30s playing women in their 60s. In movies. they wanted just these certain aged people to be acting. Now Joan Crawford and Betty Davis, they were in their early fifties. Yeah, so so
1: so some people felt like it was unflattering, and they shouldn't be unflattering,
0: right? And no one would pay to go see a movie like this, right? So they really pushed it. Okay, they they really changed that kind of stereotype. Yeah, because I'll
1: say, like after watching Betty Davis in this, <laughs> whew, it is not very flattering for her. No, uh, because she.
0: But it's an unflattering role,
1: right? Well, she was never—I've heard that she was never really the prettiest of Joan right. between Joan Crawford and her. But she was the better actress in the in the regard that she took her role seriously right. and just did like well, not seriously, but just really pushed she, the boundaries. She
0: submerged herself in. And also another thing, um, Betty Davis was really um, headstrong. She sued Warner Brothers like three times because like they wouldn't give her the roles they said they were going to give her and they broke their contract and you know you need to do what you what we say because you know you're a woman and right. she really like was like nope I don't think so
1: right and I heard that she got the roles anyway because of that sometimes yeah yeah, yeah
0: exactly exactly
1: say what you will she got her she <laughs> did what she it took to do it
0: so, so once um, the press found out about them filming this movie and who was cast in the movie they went hog shit wild about it and that's where a lot of the rumors with the feud and stuff came in but it actually gave them really good publicity for the movie
1: so they kind of played it up a little bit
0: right right now and then now since the we know the movie was uh, had a really low budget so they had to cut a lot of costs so they had to do their own makeup and betty did all of her own makeup obviously
1: first of all let me, me just point this out a million dollars in 1963 is not a small budget yeah i know it's smaller than most i would assume but like if you times that by what seven or ten is how much it probably costs nowadays to make right but if you think about it there's really only seven actresses in the fucking movie seven actors
0: yeah i don't know know how much they were getting paid right
1: you know that the lion's share went to betty davis and fucking jen crawford Yeah, yeah Like I would say, more than half the movie cost that just for them to have, be in it. They probably
0: right, right.
1: I don't know, but I yeah. think it was a good choice that they picked them instead of some young girls, because Me too. it just makes it so much more real.
0: And you know what? And, and they I have
1: think, that whole history yeah, they have, of their film behind them, so they didn't have to like reshoot anything. And,
0: and they have fans,
1: right? They just know? had to use all the old yeah, footage. Yeah, old
0: footage. Yeah, in the yeah, exactly.
1: You let me and say it by myself. No,
0: or? it's my turn. Don't no, just get. <laughs> Sorry. All right. But yeah.
1: So I don't know. I just think that I think that it was a perfect setup for them to be in it. Right. Not setup, but like actual, it was perfectly set to be, have them in it.
0: Exactly. Um. So Robert Aldrich, he had to convince Joan to don't tone down her glamour because you know the character was wasn't that glamorous because you know they they were living frugally. One shoot, it took him an entire morning to convince her to take off her nail polish for the stair scene. (laughs) So I thought that was funny. And then um the scene when they're on the beach, um Joan didn't want her boobs to look flat. So they actually had to reshoot that scene a bunch of times so they could get her boobs. (laughs) <laughs> to to look right.
1: I mean, if you think about it though, and you have this like sort of image, I guess you don't want to look that unflattering. Right. But it's like it's, when you when you think about it, it's almost like
0: where's the line?
1: Well, it's funny because you got like fucking Betty Davis who's just laying it all out there, being in one of the most unflattering roles that she could she's ever been in her entire mm. life, and you got Joan Crawford bitching about <laughs> fucking nails and fucking right and fucking her boobs on the beach, and, like
0: and it's also been said that joan was very upset that betty looked so haggard she looked like a hag like that's that's what joan was and where
1: the term exploitation.
0: right right okay also something i found extremely interesting so joan was an avid collector of margaret keen's sad eye paintings and she had a few and they're actually in the movie now if oh. you don't know who margaret Keene is if you've seen Tim Burton's Big Eyes movie, that's Margaret. That's about Margaret Keene. Oh,
1: and okay. how her
0: husband, like I didn't even say it the way it was written because it said Joan was a fan of the couples paintings, but her name was Margaret.
1: Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, is that, I forgot that movie, The Big Eyes. I saw that in mm-hmm. the theater. By the way, mm-hmm. that was a good movie. Yeah,
0: it was a good movie. But yeah, her didn't paintings it have, are in
1: uh, Obi Wan in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he was the apple.
1: I'm pretty sure he didn't have his light sword, though.
0: <laughs> okay, so this, so after this movie wrapped up, it made a bunch of money and it got five Oscar nominations in 1963, mm. including Best Actress for Betty Davis. Just Betty Davis.
1: Oof. she yeah. didn't even get nominated.
0: Now let me. T- That's
1: where the feud came. Oh, okay.
0: Have you heard about this about the actual Oscars of 1963? So, Betty Davis was nominated. So, what happened was Joan Crawford contacted Anne Bancroft um, because she couldn't attend the Oscars because she was in New York on Broadway, right? Right. So, she contacted Anne Bancroft and was like, hey, I'm presenting that night. So, if you win, do you want me to, uh, you know, accept your Oscar for you? So, Anne Bancroft won for Miracle Worker that was a really good movie too Mm -hmm. you know the one about a patty duke the the one about a i don't know okay i forgot you'll know you'll know if you see it but anyway so joan crawford went up there accepted the oscar and then betty davis had said in numerous interviews that when she was walking off with the oscar she walked by her her uh her dressing room and gave her like this nasty look and like She was pissed about it She was pissed about it And then later on Betty Davis said that Joan Crawford was going around To Academy Award um, Voter people And like convincing them To not vote for Betty Davis Because Joan Crawford was upset She didn't get nominated So this is where it kind of
1: starts.
0: Now, actually, on set, there's zero credible evidence that there was a feud on set. Um, A lot of people said they were just so concerned about out acting each other. Yeah, that they they were very professional. Right, they wanted
1: to give each other the spotlight.
0: Exactly. Probably
1: because they knew that this would happen if they didn't. Exactly. They're both talented actresses. So Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Now. Of course, this movie made a lot, a shit ton of money and it c- became extremely popular. I said it only took 11 days for this movie to profit. So it actually spun this whole subgenre uh, called Psychobitty, Exploitation, Hag Horror, um, which combines the elements of horror, thriller and a woman's film genre. Mm-hmm. which pred- predicts older women who have become <laughs> mentally unstable and terrorize those around her. That's oddly right. specific. But yeah. <laughs> I was reading the definition. Yeah. Sorry.
1: But, yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's, I, I figured that's what it was after watching both of these movies. Right. So. Right.
0: Instead of accepting that, you know, older women could be in films and whatnot, they actually ended up exploiting this whole thing right. came out with a whole bunch of movies, and I just want to read a couple of the titles of of these spinoffs because they're fucking funny. Uh, one of them is called "Whatever Happened to Baby Tutu?" <laughs> "Whoever Slew Aunt Rue?" <laughs> "What's the matter with Helen?" <laughs> "Whatever Happened to Aunt Alice?" <laughs>
1: Hey man, it it, it made a mark. Man, it made some history there and changed things.
0: It did. So someday I would like to. It's like a. That's
1: like a genre that I was never really. You know, I've never really experienced or thought about. So that's Mm kind of interesting.
0: And actually, Hereditary is considered. I was just going to say, like,
1: that's kind of along the lines because I'm making Mm -hmm. some comparisons to then and now, and we're seeing a lot of this, the stuff then now, because we're getting that sort of drama esque horror. Mm-hmm. where it's like you know it's not the same obviously there's a lot of things that have changed uh, but yeah like and some of these films are kind of artsy too like even the the sweet sweet charlotte was kind of artsy
0: oh yeah totally in
1: some of the way that it did things and how they shot everything like i, I think both of these movies are really well shot mm-hmm. that's another thing so but yeah did you have anything else or no
0: well i have more but no that's the good stuff
1: okay Well, so maybe we can start talking about spoilers and things. Is there anything, you know, you want to talk about in this movie that kind of like you that you couldn't talk about in the non-spoiler section?
0: Well, well, the whole thing. No. So the beginning of the movie is kind of freaking. It's kind of creepy with the little kids singing and stuff. I'm sending a letter to daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to hit that kid. Like, so bad.
1: Yeah, everybody's, like, hung up. They're like, stop clapping, you fucking idiot.
0: And then they, they whoop out the dolls. They whip out her Dude, dolls. Dude,
1: when she got that little attitude...
0: Yeah, oof. in front of all the
1: people. Well, that's the thing I like about this movie is because they build up this whole fucking thing with Blanche. And, like, you first, you think that she's kind of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you sh- it shows her, like, going... Like, obviously, Betty is the bitch. You know, because she's like, you want an ice cream, too? Because I'm famous? You know, and she's like, one day you'll be looked at the same way, Blanche. Uh One day you too will be, you know, and uh, and that's when you see the evil streak in Blanche, because you don't see that for the rest of the movie until the end. Mm-hmm. where G- Blanche confesses everything at the end so right which I thought was interesting because like she plays this goody-goody two shoes mm-hmm. the whole movie and and you wonder like okay well if if your sister just crashed her car into your legs you'd be a little bit more bitter towards her but yet she's always defending her because she's had this guilt that they you don't realize until the very end
0: but I don't know do you but really believe or do you think Blanche was just saying that
1: no i think she did i think she was right
0: you think she was right okay i don't know i think she did that just saying that to make
1: because it makes perfect sense why she would be acting that way to betty Aww. Or to, to, I'm sorry, I keep saying Betty, but uh, it, she, why she would be, why Blanche would be acting that way towards Jane, because she's defending her, because she feels guilt for what happened that night,
0: right? But, she and, snapped but, her
1: spine in the car,
0: and then she crawled out of her car, it, like that made no sense. Like, how did you not? Yeah, put, well, didn't you, how did you put it in park? This is a 1940s.
1: Well, she was drunk. Vehicle.
0: So Betty was drunk.
1: I mean, it's loose logic anyway, because there would be bruising on the front of her and all kinds of other stuff. You know, doctors would have been able to point that shit out a mile away. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Like, I took it for what it was. I didn't think it was like her telling her some lie so that she would feel better about herself when she just tried to kill her.
0: Well, well, so she would go get her help. You think? I kind of think that. I kind of think Blanche was just trying, was lying to try to get Betty to like snap out of it.
1: And, and not help her. yeah. Well, she didn't act any much much differently. The only thing that she did is go to get her ice cream. She got mm-hmm. her two strawberry ice cream cones. Right. And that's it. Right. That's what we should have used for the shot: is strawberry, oh,
0: strawberry ice cream. Ooh, that would have been yummy. Well, not
1: ice cream, just strawberry something.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what other uh, what other scenes did you like? Because I, uh...
1: oh, I liked a lot. There was a lot of really interesting scenes, and one of them I liked was in. You know, it's like right at the beginning, you know, it's obvious that Jane is very jealous of her sister, even still, even though she's crippled and Mm -hmm. she supposedly did it herself in her drunk rage. She's still bitter at her and she doesn't understand why, because she was apparently drunk the night that it happened or whatever and doesn't remember what happened or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So she's like having this reminiscing of her old times, better times, and even does like a performance while she when she was like a kid. Mm -hmm. and she starts crying about it, and then Blanche is upstairs ringing the buzzer, Mm -hmm. and they really kind of drive that home. Me, 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 me. Yeah. And then that's what, like, snaps her, and she slams the piano, and it, like, echoes through the house as she, you know, complains about serving her day and night. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was, like, a really cool moment, you know? Like, that's where Betty Davis starts to shine, is these, like, outbursts or whatever. But then there's, like, these, like, moments where she's, like, serving her her pet bird.
0: Yeah. Which is really kind
1: of fucked up. Like, like, if I think about it, like, she really loved that bird. And she was like, oh, sweetie, you know. Yeah. And, like, it would be like somebody putting Murray on a fucking plate. You know what I mean? Right.
0: I would kill that person.
1: Right. I would not be playing nice after that. She was kind of playing nice with her a little bit after that.
0: Yeah. But, again, I think it's because she didn't want her fucking with her. Right, but she did because then she was like, "There's a there's rats in the attic. There's the rats in the attic." <laughs> did you that right? I don't
1: know. I don't know. Is that Betty? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's That's...
0: rats in the attic, <laughs> <laughs> and then boom, there's a rat on her plate.
1: The whole note throwing scene was kind of interesting and kind of thrilling a little bit, a little. You know, mm-hmm. do you remember that when she's like her uh, Jane leaves? Uh Jane leaves to go like help her sister go do something. I think she goes to like get money out of the bank or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she leaves her sister locked upstairs. She hasn't yanked the buzzer away from her free yet, but she's like left the phone off the hook so she can't make phone calls and stuff like that. And like she's like writing a note. She types it up first and then writes this really long note at the bottom. Like, (laughs) what's the point of that? Why don't you just sign it at the bottom? Yeah,
0: (laughs) Type it. Don't let
1: anybody see this note, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh and then she balls it up and throws it out the window at the neighbor but the neighbor doesn't see it and of course there's this whole song and dance where Jane is like talking to the neighbor being a bitch like she normally is and I thought that was a really cool little scene and then she comes up and doesn't even let Blanche know that she found the note
0: yeah okay just to fuck
1: with her more yeah and that's even That's even better. Like I like that too because it's just like business as usual. So there's like this multi layered Betty Davis performance here Mm -hmm. that she's doing and how it's written and everything like that. And I think Mm -hmm. that's it's just cool. Do
0: you need to call your doctor? Yeah, is that what she said when she threw the note at her? (laughs) I
1: don't know if that sounds like her, honey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying. I know. I know you you want to to call the doctor.
1: Uh, what about you though? Do you have another scene or whatever? Oh, I
0: really liked.
1: Go ahead. Sorry. Um,
0: okay. When Elvira came, mm-hmm. and and then again, it was that whole back and forth where. Wait,
1: which which time she came? Like three times w- in the movie.
0: When Elvira came, not sexually. Ja- <laughs> come on. And Jan, well, baby Jane, um, sent her away. She pretty much was firing her, right? And then there was this whole shot of Elvira was supposed to be getting on the bus and Jan like drives by in her car because she left the house, but Elvira didn't get on the fucking bus. She went back to the goddamn house and she's like, I'm going to see what's going on. There's something fishy going on. Here. Uh, yeah, that was a good performance on. by her. Yeah. Yeah. And especially that she goes upstairs and she uh, beats down Blanche's door. Right. And then Jan comes. Now home. you
1: better get that key.
0: <laughs> yeah, she is. Yes, you did it good. Yeah,
1: you better get that key right now. She's got and like uh she has the hammer.
0: Yeah, because she was... Ha- oh, she was She was trying to pop the, out
1: the, like, pins. Yeah, the hinges. For the hinges, yeah, mm-hmm. so she could get in there. Mm-hmm. And then sets down the hammer like an idiot. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be trusting somebody that had my sister locked in her fucking room. Mm-hmm. Certainly wouldn't put a hammer down and walk in behind with her behind me. I would not face... I would be like...
0: Yeah, but how was, was Jan supposed to beat her with a hammer if she didn't put it down? I know. It's plot-driven <laughs>
1: plot, plot driven like, there, right but... Like, right
0: in front of Blanche, too. I was just like, oh, my God. And then she... Doesn't she end up tying up Blanche? Blanche is bed. tied up in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's already tied up. I don't remember
1: exactly, but I'm pretty sure she's tied up because she couldn't speak. But there was this other scene that was happening simultaneously while Blanche was upstairs that I really liked. And it's like shows you the dissension of... Like her descending into her fucking breakdown or whatever. Mm -hmm. Jane calls and puts an ad in the paper for a piano guy. And this guy's like down on his luck. He's like a music maker. He's not like a, you know, performance guy. Mm -hmm. He's like, I make great music. And he's this British guy. Mm-hmm. And then, like his accent was really great. It reminded me of Laurel and Hardy for some reason. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. say, like I don't have to say like, how he said it. The right. accents in these movies have this weird accent that you don't hear anymore. Right. And I can't think of what it is. It,
0: it just must be the era.
1: Yeah, because like Laurel and Hardy had that, vo- that accent yeah. too.
0: Maybe it was the same teacher.
1: I don't know. There was one person that taught everybody. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. It was just one. <laughs> Anyway, so she invites this piano man over, and he doesn't want anything to do with her. He just wants to make money so that he can survive because his mom and him live together. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like that ice situation very much at all. But he's got to do it in order to kind of be, do what he loves. And his mom's very supportive of it. And he goes over to meet Jane, and she's like, oh, you may recognize me as baby Jane. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, no, I don't know, you know, like any and there's just little subtleties that they that that I don't know if Aldrich put in there or the actors put in there. I'm pretty sure at this time it was probably Aldrich. Mm -hmm. But like he she brings out tea for him and and these like little finger snacks Mm -hmm. And, and she like, here, have one. And he takes the whole fucking dish. Right. And then like starts eating them and like then they have this conversation about performance and he plays a song for her and like they she sings it and you can tell he really doesn't like it it's terrible in yeah. his mind you know well, because it's he's
0: old woman playing a little girl right maybe. and he's like this is
1: weird but if she pays me enough i'll do whatever she wants right when he's done, he claps, he's like, oh, that was wonderful. Oh, just wonderful. <laughs> and then he and her have this moment where they're both kind of, he's excited for money, she's excited for fame, and it's like how money and fame work together. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he goes over to tell her about his life after she's kind of told her story. Because that's what you do in a conversation. Right. And they do this subtle thing where he's staring in the mirror, and it's such a little thing that I love so much. Uh-huh. Uh he's looking in the mirror, like pushing up his tie, like, hey, I did a good job. You know, I did what I'm, you know, hired to do. And she's going to like what I do. She turns the light off on him and then sits on the couch where the only bit of light is. So it's almost like signifying the spotlight, spotlight. And I really love that.
0: Yeah, and, and even in their conversations, she would always like that's bring really it well thought out. Her.
1: Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's that's intentional. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent sure that's intentional.
0: Yeah, it was good.
1: So that was and, one of my favorite scenes in the and whole movie. also,
0: I think he actually won Best Supporting Actor for he the He was Blender.
1: really good yeah, in Yeah, he's
0: a good actor.
1: I think he did better here in, in than in Good Charlotte, but he's yeah. a very versatile actor. Very. I don't even know if he's British or not, because he was British in this movie and like <laughs> Texas in the other one. Yeah, yeah like there's that one scene where Blanche makes it downstairs and makes the phone call, and then Jane's standing behind her and then kicks her in the fucking head.
0: <laughs>
1: it was fucking dope. It was a dummy, too, you could tell. Oh, you could totally tell. But we were cracking up yeah, at that we point. It
0: was good. <laughs>
1: that was a pretty intense scene. Yeah. She calls, see, like in the movie, they do it twice where the sister is trying to get money. And she's like, yeah, I'd like to make my order. Fuck. You know, oh, I alcohol. want my order for my alcohol. Yeah. It's, it's Jane. And she's like, oh wait, what? She did what? <laughs> Blanche did what? She's like, yeah, she canceled the order because uh, there's no order in here. And she's like, well, you mean, you want to talk to her? And then she gets on. She's like, oh, Hello. This is Blanche. And they actually,
0: they had to dub, they actually dubbed Joan Crawford's voice on top top of her because Betty couldn't get, she couldn't get it down. It was good
1: that way, though. I'm glad they did it. And she mouthed it perfectly. She did mouth it good. Yeah, it was flawless when it, they did that. Like, I, I didn't even notice the difference, other than the sound, obviously. Right. Uh, but later on, she does the same thing again after Jane calls the doctor to get help because she's like, "Get the doctor on the phone." And this, this is this thrilling part, like, of running like, out oh, of time. Yes,
0: finally, we're gonna get some help.
1: You see Jane pull up to the car, or with her car in the garage, and then the the, the neighbors like, "Oh, what's going on? I uh, need. Did you ever talk to your?" Your maid, I wanted to talk to your maid or something like that. And she hired her. Yeah. And then uh, it was just this whole thing and then kicked her in the head. And then she gets on the phone and calls the doctor back. Oh, hello. This is me. Everything's fine. I just got a little mixed up or whatever, you know. And it's like, <laughs> fuck. Like, this woman cannot get out of here.
0: Right.
1: So I like that. But then the final scene is where Jane finally loses it. She's killed somebody. They got to escape. She got to she's got to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Edwin has tried to show up and found Blanche tied up mm-hmm. and so now it's time to escape and they find Elvira's body cuz she killed her. And then they go to the beach because she thinks that like she's like you know what I'm, not, I'm we don't need fame we just need to go to the beach where everything is going to be happy and all the greatest times we're ever going to have. Uh-huh. And they go to the beach and like literally Blanche is like dying because yeah, she hasn't dying. eaten for days mm-hmm. because she doesn't trust Jane mm-hmm. and she's just sick and been kicked in the head and all this other shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did she fall down the stairs too? I don't know. She, yeah, that's right because she had a she had a crawl to the phone. To go down the stairs to Right the phone. But anyway uh, So she They didn't say if, uh, Blanche died or not And I read, I don't think she did No no And I think I read somewhere That it was one of Joan Crawford's uh, Stipulations That the character Didn't die in the movie Because none of her Characters die
1: and this yeah she's got some very specific things Uh,
0: well she is mommy dearest (laughs) uh, is it yeah she was in mommy dearest no that movie is about her
1: oh that's her daughter
0: wrote the book i'm just gonna bring up one more thing because it's funny since we're talking about Mama Darius. So, Betty Davis was on Johnny Carson in the 80s and he asked her, Is there anyone you would you would absolutely refuse to work with? She didn't say Joan Crawford. She said Faye Dunaway because Faye Dunaway is, she played Joan Crawford. In right. <laughs> I was she was funny. probably
1: friends with her too.
0: Yeah. But no, no, she, I guess she really didn't like Faye Dunaway. Hmm. Maybe because she took that role. I don't know. But anyway, yeah.
1: Interesting. Oh. Yes. So obviously the police find her. There's this whole thing and everything, and she gets found and kind of an anticlimactic ending. And, yeah. But then, you know, they, they I think they could have done the ending a little bit better because they show what I think that they should have done is had um, Jane's character been a little bit more in her head and her seeing everybody clapping around her in an auditorium yeah. while all the beach goers were like on there. And I think that would have added a whole level level of like derangement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And just her crying and like smiling and thanking everyone. Right. And then the re- harsh reality is that her sister's dying on a beach and she's going to go to jail now.
0: <laughs> Do you know what I
1: mean? Like, right. so it's kind of, I don't know. I think they could have done a little bit better on the end.
0: I agree too. But I think they
1: ultimately, it's a still a really good film. Yeah. So.
0: It's worth watching. I think if, like, you're just, like, oh, if you're just laying around, like, oh, I don't know what to watch, but I don't really want to watch anything, I think this is a good movie to put on.
1: Because it seems like Aldrich had, like, a style about him that was, not all the time, but, like, mm-hmm. uh, just in certain things that he did, like, um, like that scene with the, the piano man and everything like that. Right. Or, like, Edwin, I just loved that. I don't know. I feel like he had that potential to do those kind of things a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Symbolism, shit like mm-hmm. that, oh, you know? Yeah. For for the 60s, I guess, you know. Right. But we do have another movie that we're going to talk about. We're going to jump into Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte (laughs) from 1964. The story is an aging reclusive southern belle plagued by a horrifying family secret descends into madness after the arrival of a lost relative. This is also directed by Robert Aldrich. Same writers as the first one, because it's based off a book. Mm -hmm. It's also got Betty Davis as Charlotte, Victor Buono as Big Sam, who plays. He was the Edwin character in the first movie, and he's now playing Big Sam, the Texas man. (laughs) Even got Wesley Addy, who returns. He's the the sheriff in this movie. We also have new uh, cast members, uh, Olivia Day-Haviland, who plays Miriam. She was in The Adventures of Robin Hood, Gone with the Wind, The Snake Pit, Airport 77, mm. and The Swarm. Also have Joseph Cotton, who plays Drew. He was in Citizen Kane, The Third Man, Soylent Green, The Survivor, Delusion, The Hearse*, Screamers from 1979, Airport 77, oh. Twilight's Last Gleaming, Barren Blood, Lady Frankenstein, and three episodes of Hitchcock Presents. And more, of course. But also have Agnes Moorhead, who was one of my favorites in the movie. Uh, she was Velma the maid. She was in Bewitched, by the way. Mm-hmm. She played Endora for like 254 episodes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she was a big character. She was she would,
0: a regular, yeah.
1: She was Endora that was the second witch, right? That would I always come by and visit, right? right? I'm pretty sure. Or the
0: neighbor or something. I Maybe. Forget. Yeah.
1: I can't remember. It's I been a while either. since I've seen it. Yeah. She was also in Frankenstein, The True Story. She also played the voice of the goose in Charlotte's Web. Oh. Yeah. Also, she was in Dead, Dead Delilah, Night of Terror, Night Gallery, two episodes that she did there, and many more. Also stars Mary Astor, who plays Jewel, the uh, wife of... John Mayhew. This was her last movie. She passed uh, 20 years some t- after later, you know, after this movie. But this was her last movie that she did. She did two episodes of Hitch- Hitchcock Presents, Act of Violence, Desert Fury, The Maltese Falcon, Man of Iron. And she got her start in 1921. So there's a lot more movies I could name off that I have no clue about. Right. Also stars Bruce Dern, who is still acting today. His name... Is John Mayhew in the movie who, of course, dies pretty much?
0: <laughs> he gets decapitated. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, he was in The Hateful Eight, The Burbs, which I remember him in The Burbs big time. Yeah. He was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a movie that came it out. Was? Remember when I was telling you about, oh, he was in that movie where he like raises this kid uh, with powers? Yeah. It was called Freaks.
0: Oh, okay. I don't
1: think you got to see that, but he's in that. He's also in Toolbox Murders 2. He played the voice of Static in the movie Small Soldiers. He was in Last Man Standing Down Periscope, a TV show called Space, two app two episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Hour and The Outer Limits in 1963. So around the same time he did an episode of Twilight.
0: Oh wow. Zone. Yeah.
1: And last but not least, there's there's many other actors and actresses in this, but it's George Kennedy he plays the foreman. Not a big role, but he's a he's a fan favorite for a lot of people in the 80s and a lot of horror movies because one, he was in Cool Hand Luke. He played Ed in the Naked Gun movies. Frank, Frank, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I watched both one and two just recently because uh-huh. I think one's on Amazon and one's on Netflix. So I watched either both of them. So uh, Without me, he also did the voice of Brick. In small soldiers as well. Oh, he was Grandpa in Dennis the Menace Strikes Again, hired to kill. He was also in Brain Dead from 1990, the Bill Pullman and Baxter movie, mm-hmm. The Terror Within, Nightmare at Noon, Demon Warp, which I kind of want to see. It's it's really bad. It's really hard to get, and. One of our favorite So Bad It's Good movies, oh. Uninvited.
0: The cat ship.
1: Yeah, the cat movie, <laughs> yeah. Which we got that from Vinegar Syndrome, which is awesome. <laughs> this movie was made on about $2.2 million, and it made about $4 million at the box office. So just shy of twice the amount. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really successful.
0: No, it wasn't.
1: Um, But that said...
0: My thoughts?
1: Are, you did your thoughts first last time. Okay.
0: Oh, well, you do your thoughts.
1: Okay. <laughs> So I've I've never seen this before. I didn't even know if it was related to the whatever happened to Baby Jane, which it really doesn't.
0: No, it's just all the same people. Pretty yeah, least. and
1: it's yeah, that's true. I was like, wait, this isn't the sequel.
0: Yeah, I think I apologize. I think I said sequel on our last episode. Yeah, I, I just meant it's like a prologue.
1: Well, whatever. See, whatever. It, this one still leans a little bit more horror than Baby Jane, but it's not as well acted. But there are some great spots in it. Like, Betty is great in it, as always. The, the You know, this one has gore, too, and blood, mm-hmm. but it's in black and white, so it doesn't really matter. It's <laughs> which is kind of weird, right? Like, Yeah. I don't know. So, if you're a horror fan and you like, you know, a little bit of gore and some blood in it, this might be better for you than Baby Jane, maybe. And mm-hmm. it's being that a, more of a thriller. Um, there's a lot more going on in this, a lot more characters, a lot of storyline to follow along with. Betty Davis does a lot more speaking, probably like three or four times the amount of speaking. She times more than baby Jane Mm -hmm. because there's a lot plus in the vein. It's kind of in the vein of Aldridge's other work where it's got that twisty plot sort of thing going on for it. Like baby Jane did, uh, those I feel like that's, like, his thing. He likes those kind of plots from the same writers that did the other movies. So you kind of expect that. Mm-hmm. The ones that go, oh, well, I wasn't expecting that at all, mm-hmm. that make you think that you know from the get. Like, right off the bat, they're like, oh, yeah, she did this. Mm-hmm. Like, in Baby Jane, yeah. right away.
0: Yeah.
1: and this one, yeah. right away. Yeah, you yeah. Like, there's no hiding it, but then it, then it's more complex, and you find that out later.
0: And then you're
1: like, oh. Right. Betty Davis does a great job. I also like Agnes Moorhead a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see Victor Bueno in it. I like him. Yep. Uh, but those two women had probably the better performances of mm-hmm. the crazy and wild in the movie. While Miriam, the the, the, the the lady who played Miriam, isn't too bad either. The story is pretty interesting, though, and it has a few plot holes in it. At least it feels that way until you get to the end a little bit. Because it's like, why are people hanging out with a murderer? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, but it's, right.
1: you know, it's performed pretty well and it keeps you somewhat interested. I wasn't nearly engaged in this film over whatever happened to Baby Jane, though. But clearly, Betty steals the show here and props it up. But I think there are some pretty decent moments between Betty and uh, Olivia Day Havilland, mm-hmm. who plays Miriam in this movie. I thought they, were, they had some really good moments. And I thought she did, too. She came. She seemed very convincing. Mm hmm. She's a great actress. Um, she was really good. Uh, she wasn't perfect, you know, right. because she kind of played the stereotypical role and that's what she was cast to do and what she was supposed to do. I have but
0: a little bit more on that.
1: She gets a little bit more wilder by the end, so mm-hmm. it is kind of nice to see her kind of blossom in this. Mm-hmm. Um this one, again, is a little bit more entertaining as it's more going on. But the performances, again, just don't match mm-hmm. compared to the other film for me. And these aren't my personal these aren't my personal tastes in movies to begin with anyway. But I rather enjoyed taking a look into the past, which is weird because these movies, like I said, they feel older than they are. Yeah. Like older than the 60s.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they do, They really do.
1: And I don't. I don't think it's just necessarily that it's it because it's in black and white.
0: It's the way it's filmed.
1: It. Yeah. It's how. It's like an older style.
0: Yeah. It's like they went to film school and they're just like, okay, this is how we do it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's like they're borrowing from the fifties, like I said. Yeah. Like the maybe the like the mid to late fifties or something. Well,
0: like I that. mean, it is six sixty three, sixty four. But I the, mean.
1: the fucking shadows and everything in this movie and the lighting in this movie is amazing. Like For that sure. is like probably one of the best things about this movie. And it
0: stands out.
1: It. really really does like they they did the the director of photography did an amazing job in this movie mm-hmm. like or whoever was in charge of that and some of the shots that they had in this were really good mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a fun ride and I'd give it probably like a 5.5 maybe a six mm-hmm. uh, it's a six probably just because it's a it's a it's not a movie I'm going to pull out and watch again necessarily but I still have to give it some credit mm-hmm. based on its time I suppose but again it's weird for me to rate these kind of movies right so what about you um
0: oh I I really enjoyed the story it was really like you said it and it was kind of like Engaging. all over the place yeah and you really had to follow along
1: it's not a simple story
0: R- yeah it's not a simple not story not as simple
1: as baby jane at least
0: yeah well it's a little bit more complicated uh, you know like you said a little of the same twists and stuff uh, there was more horror in this i mean it actually showed people getting you know hurt rather than just panning away the tension was still there um i enjoyed that it i did feel it was
1: well, like, a little long at times
0: yeah it is it is it is very long Catchy that way yeah. yeah but i did i gave it i gave it a, a pretty much what you think and i also gave it a six out of ten Okay, I, something I probably wouldn't watch again, but it is something I would want to own. I would get really? this on DVD. Yeah, this and Betty Jane. I would like to own these. Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah, I did think I, it was Baby that Jane good. Betty Jane definitely, but the other one, it's it's kind of like yeah. Right. I still like this. There's things about it, you know. Like I appreciated being you putting me in this situation to mm-hmm. watch these types of movie because I really don't give them proper. You know, right. Like, I need to go back and do the 60s and 50s a little bit more. Than I have. And but, this has
0: actually jump-started my interest in it, too.
1: Right. It's weird. It's like my opinion on those movies, like the 50s and 60s, I would say. And even the 70s is kind of like... Meh. It's yeah. almost a little long in the tooth for me to mm-hmm. really be able to have a professional opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm professional, but I try to treat it as such. Right. Um, but still, like, if I were to pick 60s movies... I, I yeah,
0: exactly. Like Mario said, yeah. Bava,
1: baby. <laughs> So, but I'm an Italian idiot, so I love Italian horrors. So, like, I can go back with those. Like, I want to watch some, like, Blood and Black Lace, which is from 63 or 64. I've been wanting to see that one. That's a popular giallo. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Giallo. Sorry, for those of you who are listening.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching those.
1: Do you think that's because we watch these? Yes.
0: Yes, I think so. This really Cause that got me. Would, that's
1: what did it for me. Now I want to go, okay, well, let me find some fucked up films from the 60s. <laughs> let me pick out To some make stuff. these ones look a little pale mm-hmm. in comparison. Mm-hmm. You know, not that, not that I'm like trying to compete with you. It's just to be silly.
0: Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Think, are we having a feud?
1: Honestly, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but honestly, guys, like I, I don't know if you, if you, if you get a chance, check them out. You know, if you're into that kind of thing, I understand that like going back to the 50s and 60s is a stretch for a lot of people. Oh yeah, totally. Especially if you didn't grow up in the era. But it's interesting to kind of take a look back. And I have some friends in, and writers for the website who do like to go back to those times. Uh-huh. Even Kyle uh used to to go back he liked going back to the 20s even oh wow and same thing with uh mark Uh doubt or matt rogerson as he goes by now uh but yeah like he he they both were into those kind of things and it kind of makes me want to go back and do it
0: and i see why they are
1: but i'm just such an 80s bitch you know like it owns me and i just want to like
0: you gotta break out sometimes
1: i know Go break
0: away from it. Well,
1: I just mix it up at least. I hope you guys give these movies a chance, like just to check them out, right. see what you think. It
0: also makes me realize how many movies are out there and how many movies are. Oh made. my god! Weird. And how many? How many good movies out there that are were like totally forgotten about?
1: It also makes me think about like how many movies do I know about but never seen? Right. You know, because like I knew about these movies, but right. I never watched. You never
0: them. like sat down and really watched them. Yeah right
1: because it was just too old for me yeah you know what I mean? and when
0: you're younger you want now you don't want
1: I've, it's really outside of my wheelhouse you know what i mean yeah. so it's well good it's kind of nice to traipse out and see you know see what it's like and then come back and go yeah that was shit right. no, i'm kidding
0: <laughs> but it wasn't shit so. i'm totally
1: kidding no it impressed me there were some things that impressed me and i could see the style so right. and now now i need to ex- express that more and i think i'll do that more with Baba.
0: So. OK, there we go. All
1: right. But anyway, we do have some trivia for this. Christina does anyway. And this is going to be the lion's share of the feud stuff. And then we'll briefly talk about some of the spoilers in these, uh, you know, scenes and stuff that we like.
0: So the original title of the the novel that uh, Henry Farrell wrote was called Whatever Happened to Cousin Charlotte. Really? <laughs> yeah. And they were actually going to use that as the name of the movie. But Betty Davis convinced Robert to change the name of the movie
1: okay did they for obvious reasons well they have the song in the movie too which is I'm curious about
0: they wrote the song for the movie I
1: thought so but it does sound very old timey
0: oh it totally sounds like a
1: 1930s song or some shit
0: I mean hush
1: hush sweet charlotte oh no technically
0: (laughs) when (laughs) technically when they were younger in the movie it was around that time Okay. I think we need we forget that too, that it's like that was well, that's that the theme time. song of the
1: whole movie. They played in a oh, in a, God, like they, a lot. They had a music box with it in it. <laughs> They had a it ton of stuff. Yeah. Horrible. Like, And they played it in different versions in the movie, mm-hmm. like slower, more jangled, deranged parts when she's like losing her mind and stuff. I noticed. Did mm-hmm. you?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like you could hear weird. the same note ding, ding, yeah, ding, ding, just, ding, It's like the drugs they put in her yeah. or something. It just like triggered. Yeah, her they do that with a lot of movies
1: now. So it's kind of cool to see that back then, too.
0: Mm-hmm. So Joan Crawford was cast in this movie and she actually filmed. For this movie, she played Miriam.
1: Really? Yep.
0: So when Betty found out about it, so before they started filming, Betty found out Joan was going to be in this movie. Betty didn't have as much control as she did as the other in the other movie, and she fl- Betty flipped out about it, and she wasn't going to Betty wasn't going to do it, and um, Aldrich offered her two hundred thousand dollars for the part, whereas Joan Crawford
1: got fifty.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> let me so get So really company. Baby
1: Jane really is the story of everybody, huh? Mhm. Kind of. It's a little okay. mixed up, but there's some elements that are similar.
0: So, they went to Baton Rouge, Louisiana to to film the shots of the movie and that house that's in the movie it still exists. Just so you know.
1: Oh, okay. Um, they didn't tear it down like they did in the movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's just so you guys know, they didn't tear it. And actually, it's 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 still used. The home is still used. It's not like worn down or anything. Because this is a really old house. But anyway, so they went to Baton Rouge. They filmed all those scenes that are. In the exterior of the house. They went back to Los Angeles. They shot for two days in the studio. And then all of a sudden, Joan had to check herself into the hospital with a mysterious illness. Aldrich Aldrich filmed what he could without her being there. uh, To the point where the movie started going ridiculously over budget. So the studio came to Aldrich and said you either need to get her to start shooting her scenes or or the movie's going to get canceled. So ultimately what Aldrich ended up doing uh he actually hired a PA a uh, P- PA, sorry. He actually hired a PI, a private investigator to stake out john Crawford Cop- and make sure that she was <laughs> she
1: lying went, so he could just fire her. Right.
0: Well, he ended up firing i didn't It didn't say whether if the pi found anything or not but he ended up firing her so he fired Joan.
1: she was lying I, that's what it seems yeah, like
0: yeah and i don't know if she was like trying to be snooty and like take control of the situation
1: who knows i don't
0: know so now all of a diva sudden, diva wars so now exactly so now all of a sudden they're hit with oh god we got to fill this marion role right so vivian lee she played scarlett o'hara so, she, she was offered the part, but she refused because she didn't want to work with Betty Davis. <laughs> so, Betty actually uh, recommended um, Olivia because she just did a movie called Lady in the Cage, which also was a hack-exploitation movie. Uh. Um, but she was retiring and she was living in Switzerland. So, Aldrich could not convince her by phone. So, he actually flew to her home in Switzerland to convince her to take the role. Um,
1: wow, man. The things he do for Betty, huh? Mm-hmm. He loved her. He, he made really, her a lot of money.
0: He really did. Uh... So, so, ultimately, Olivia de Havilland, she took the role because she she wanted to work with Davis for so long. She actually was in two other movies with so her. So, was
1: Aldrich... I didn't even look this up, but did Aldrich also produce this one then? Because flying out to, like, convince people seems like a production move, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, and I looked it up because I th- I thought it was... I thought it was... It might have been fake, but I, I did see... um, He did, and actually, uh, I watched scenes from the Feud show... <laughs> And well, they just showed him. They just briefly showed them like talking on the phone. But she was in Switzerland.
1: Yes, he was in fact a producer.
0: Okay, and this is also why he was
1: the producer on the movie.
0: And that's also probably why why he
1: had a lot of control over his movies to do them how he wanted. Yeah,
0: because he was the
1: producer. Right. But
0: that's why this movie's budget was so high. It was extremely over budgeted because of all the. And they had. Then they had. So once Olivia agreed. To do this, the movie they had to go back to Baton Rouge and reshoot everything. Wow! Now it's kind of funny. Olivia did not want to do this movie. She she it hadn't. It was like she said it was reverse casting. She she's never been the villain. She's not. none of her characters are mean characters Mm -hmm. and she said in one of her biographies that um, that's why the movie didn't do well. It's because people didn't want to see her like that. Well and
1: that's an an interesting thing because like you know I I just did a review on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and how I thought like it was a little jarring to see Ted Mm -hmm. being played again by John Wick. Yeah.
0: So maybe maybe she does have
1: a point there you know because at the time she was very popular for being the heroine Mm -hmm. rather than the, the villain hmm That's true.
0: So I watched a documentary about this movie on AMC.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: was a really good documentary. And they interviewed a bunch of people who were helping on set. And one guy stated they had to go to a funeral supply, an undertaker supply, mm-hmm. to get a hand, and they ran the film backwards when the when the butcher the
1: Chopped It Off. Yeah,
0: chopped it off. Now I I, I heard that. I wrote it down because funeral supply. Does that mean they used a real hand? I don't know. I, I was very baffled by that phrase. I wanted to ask you what you thought. I don't know. And then I actually, they actually showed the scene as the guy was talking and I was I was looking and looking and looking. I can't
1: imagine they would have used like, a real hand.
0: I don't want to think, but I mean they obviously didn't use a real head, but.
1: That's weird.
0: I also thought it was interesting because rem- the head rolled down the stairs and then it, it landed face up. Right. They did that on the first take. And they really? were so amazed because it saved them so much time and they had like no more time. Well, they
1: probably did a pickup shot for her face when she looks that way anyway, but... Yeah, but, She leaps back and she's like, oh, with the light over her eyes.
0: Yeah, but they were just like amazed. Just a couple more things I want to mention. Um They also mentioned how Olivia has a hard time talking while walking. And since they mentioned that, I did notice like there was a part where she was walking across to the piano and it was like really quiet and then she had to stop and then she started talking. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So they thought that was really, that's really funny to me.
1: That is really weird.
0: Yeah. And also the slap scene where... uh,
1: Oh yeah, in the car.
0: Yeah, there had to be a a, a stand-in for the slap scene. Really, that was a stand-in.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. i th- I thought she really slapped her I too, did too, but they did. They slapped somebody, but it yeah. wasn't wasn't Betty Davis. <laughs> Betty Davis was like uh-uh, bitch no no na 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 na.
0: But um, I also want to mention Al- Olivia de Havilland. She recently passed away, like a few months ago. Really, she was a hundred and four years old. Wow. Yeah, she passed away in France. Um, There's rumors about um, she was actually offered the part, uh, Joan Blanche's part on Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Mm -hmm. But um, she, it said, I mean, this might be a rumor, but I find it really interesting. She said she didn't take the part because it hit too close to home. Uh, Olivia actually had a sister, and they, who was an actress. And they feuded their whole lives until her sister passed away. Um, Also, uh, Olivia was portrayed in Feud, the show, Mm -hmm. by Ryan Murphy. But he never contacted her at all to let her know (laughs) that she was being portrayed. He didn't contact her to... to to get her side of the story about things Mm -hmm. and when she found out about it when the show came out she sued FX and Ryan Murphy and she won wow yeah and that was in
1: 2018 so they just paid her out
0: I don't know and then in my head I'm like "Did did he not think to check if she was alive like she died at 104 like why wouldn't i i don't know i just i thought that was crazy but i also one other thing is she just like betty davis she was also a pioneer in the hollywood industry she also had sued warner brothers a bunch of times so i mean she did she did a lot for the industry yeah and she deserves to be recognized
1: sure that's interesting, but, though, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, so I, if you watch documentaries about her, like, she was a really amazing woman, too. And then mm. this feud with her, her sister and stuff is, like... Kind of weird. Yeah. I think it's worse than this Betty Davis Joan Crawford one.
1: Oh. It's
0: pretty... It's It's pretty bad... But anyway, I could go on all day about that. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about this, this movie here. Let's get into here. the
1: spoiler talk about the uh, scenes and stuff like that. Um, what did you think of this right off the bat, like in the very beginning?
0: I got confused about the cousin thing. I didn't know who was the cousin when they were younger. It,
1: they didn't really explain a little too... It's like they like go, okay so guy has party has daughters has cousins big family party she's gonna get married uh the the whole whole movie starts with um victor bueno who plays big sam aka big sam the texas man and he owns a (laughs) plantation or whatever and in this house and he's like i never had a son so the only one that's going to get it is sweet charlotte so you know she, and you're not going to steal it from him because he's like talking to her boyfriend and this is a man and he says it right in the beginning he's like oh you had a wife you have a wife you're gonna you're gonna tell her what you need to tell my my daughter because you're not getting a fucking penny from me or my house to be honest that
0: kind of threw me off that like he had a wife but yet he was pursuing This other woman, right? Like for that time, I was like, I I was like, what? Like, what? (laughs) What?
1: Well, that's why it was frowned upon, and that's why Dad it made kind of made sense.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then
1: later that night, he's like, they have their party, and then he goes and tells Charlotte, and she's, he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, Charlotte. I've always there was a piece of me that loved you at one point, and he really did love her, Mm -hmm. but he. Just knew he wasn't going to get his father's blessing. But do you
0: really think he loved her or did he just love her money?
1: No, I think he really did. Mm -hmm. I think he really loved her. That's where Bruce Stern played this role, John Mayhew. And I think the money was just part of it. I think he really did love her. Like, I think that's what happened because even he was like suffering he was like god I broke her heart and he was like thinking about her and then he was like Charlotte like he got excited that she was coming back Mm -hmm. then he was gonna like make reparations and say no I'm not leaving you I was told to leave you that's what it felt like to me Uh and then he gets murdered (laughs) (laughs) and it's like
0: his hand got chopped off yeah
1: you see his hand get chopped off like what and he's like
0: oh god it hurts so (laughs) bad (laughs) like
1: Calm down, Bruce. You're getting out of control with character.
0: <laughs> no, I don't remember him getting decapitated. No, they I didn't, didn't even show realize it in, until like further on in the movie.
1: They didn't show it. Okay. Yeah, they just talk about it.
0: Oh, they just talked about it. Okay. Yeah,
1: because they say when the kid later on, they fast forward however many years. The kids are outside oh. talking about how he'll chop his hand off or his head. That's right. And then the kid goes in to try to steal something.
0: Love that scene with the kids. Yeah, I he, really did. I he was almost like, That's steals
1: cool. the music box—the same music box that John Mayhew got. Mm-hmm. Because they want, like, let me take it back to the party where he gets killed. John Mayhew, Bruce Stern's character. She's got blood all over the front of her dress. That's what I want to know. How did she get blood? Was she like holding his head or something? <laughs> like. That part. Like, and why was she, how did she not know what happened? And how did she blame herself? Like, I don't really understand. Don't and then know. Big Sam, her father's like, Charlotte, her I her want name. you to come here. And she's like, No, daddy. No, daddy. <laughs> no, daddy, I won't come to you. <laughs> it's kind of how the accent was, wasn't yeah, it, it? It felt it like a like, fake Southern Bill it accent. It like
0: too too deep Right. Or like, he did like a better over- job, even
1: though it was, you know, this is pretty far back, but I, right. I don't think either of them were, like, Southern Belle actors. No. The only one that probably did good is Agnew.
0: Right. Dalma.
1: Agnes, or whatever, sorry. Yeah. Morehead, who...
0: But it's funny though because when when she first started maybe the five first five ten minutes i didn't like her i was like oh she's ooh that but yeah, then, but then later like, on yeah, yeah later on it was like oh okay now i get it so it right. took me a
1: while to warm up to that her was character. a good shot there you had there mrs uh miss charlotte <laughs> She shoots a George Kennedy uh, workman or whatever. You better get out the fuck of my property. (laughs) And then she tries to push a planter on him, which is even more symbolic because by the end they use another plant, the other planter on the other side. Right. Which is really cool. But yeah, instantly right away you're like, okay... So, Charlotte's not crazy. Like, she's just pissed. Mm -hmm. But why are all these people... Like, she lives in this house in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of fucking, you know... They're trying to build a highway through her house, and she doesn't want to leave, and she's had six months' notice that they were going to build through there. They tried to offer her money. They tried to offer her money to move her father's grave. They tried to do all of that, and she didn't want to leave because this is... She's had this guilt because she killed her... The love of her life. She thinks she did, She thinks she did, yeah. Um... And she's she's made it her prison. So uh-huh. she, she doesn't want to leave. Right. You know? She feels like this is this is the that's it? the bed she made, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good way to put it.
1: Which is kind of an interesting dynamic, you know, like and I like how it kind of evolves into this like more fucked up thing. Uh-huh. It almost kind of feels like um House on Haunted Hill in a way uh-huh. in some regards, because they were like trying to fuck with her.
0: Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To
1: like make her feel like
0: yeah, she yeah, she's going crazy, right? So they could put her away
1: because they were like, yeah, she's she's not crazy. Everybody says she is, but she's not legally uh, crazy, right? And they keep saying that a few times throughout the whole movie because her cousin Drew's there and her cousin Miriam show up, who is played by Olivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you find out, of course, you know that they're fucking with her
0: because mm-hmm.
1: they. But they do a really good job of covering it up.
0: Yeah, they really do.
1: And she's, like, losing her mind, and you're like, well, it's not that far of a stretch for somebody that murdered everybody. But I just right. don't... I just, like, for like for most of the movie, I'm like, why is everybody hanging out with her? I don't care if she has money or not. Like, she's a murderer. Yeah. Would you, A, want to work for a murderer... <laughs>
0: But then in my head, I'm like, well, if she's a murderer, why isn't she in jail?
1: Right. And then well, you because meet they the couldn't cops and it. you're like,
0: oh, those cops are lazy.
1: Yeah, oh, but. I'm sorry, oh, sorry. Well, yeah, she has blood all over her. How the fuck yeah. does she get away with that?
0: Yeah. What the
1: fuck? Maybe she went to hug him and then, like, got blood all over her somehow. She was like, oh, my God, you have no head.
0: It's just a big. <laughs>
1: Why do you have no head, John? And then she just like went a little crazy because she saw someone that she cared about and she snapped a little bit. So mm-hmm. there was always that question. Mm-hmm. She could never prove it, I guess, but what are some scenes that you liked? Uh there's some scenes with lighting that I noticed.
0: Oh, that you really liked?
1: Yeah, but I mean Do you have any scenes that you enjoyed the most? I
0: I like the scenes, the middle of the night scenes where she wakes up and she's going crazy and she hears the piano and she sees a man walking outside. And I I like those scenes. I think there was like two major ones. I thought I really like because then I was like, oh, there's ghosts. Oh, fuck. There's ghosts in this house now. And then later on, you find out, oh, they were just fucking with her. God damn it.
1: Yeah. Ghosts. There was a cool scene that I liked that um, were because Miriam's at the house, her cousin, and Charlotte is sleeping and they've had this like good moment together. But she goes and she hears Charlotte singing by the piano, singing oh, hush, hush, sweet Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And she goes downstairs and she's like crying over the piano. And she's like, I sometimes hear John's voice, you know, like like he's still alive. And Miriam tries to like get her to go to bed. But then she like turns and she sees like a cleaver
0: mm-hmm <laughs> and before. then
1: and then you notice that miriam sees the cleaver too so it's like it's wait like, a what second the fuck? yeah why would she see it if she's and she's acting surprised as well and i guess it's because there's two different people working yeah yeah like she didn't working know john straight. was gonna do that but it, you see but hold on before we finish she sees the cleaver and then she's panicking. She looks at Miriam. Miriam sees it and she's panicking. And then the, the curtain comes back and you get to see the hand and the bouquet that, that John was holding when he got his hand chopped off by, <laughs> by whomever that we don't know who this is at this point in time. And at this time, we also think Charlotte is blaming her father uh-huh. because she's blaming her father for killing him. Over and over and over again. So we think, oh, it's him, right? Yeah,
0: oh, it must have been the father, not her.
1: So, like, we're thinking she's being haunted by her father, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it's like... But I just like that scene with the bouquet and everything like that. And I thought that was cool.
0: I also like that scene because Miriam, when she's with the cleaver and stuff, and she checks to make sure she's like, is the window open? And it's locked. And that's where it's like, it threw me off. I was like, what the fuck?
1: Well, do you think she was? She just wasn't in on that particular gag.
0: Right, right. Exactly. Because
1: later on, obviously, if you've seen this movie and you're listening this far, I mean, Miriam and and Drew are working together
0: to get the money to get her put away or killed. So they can have the money. 'Cause they're the next in line.
1: There was a cool little dream sequence that they had where then when they're drugging um, Charlotte as well. Drew is a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's drugging her with some fucking heavy shit and she goes into this dance room like it's like she's swept back to the day that she murdered him or, or that her father murdered him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there was like a she picks up a gun because Miriam lets puts the gun down by the piano and she picks mm-hmm. it up and thinks it's a bouquet.
0: Yeah.
1: Because she threw the bouquet at John when she was told that he didn't want to be with her anymore. And she's like, I could kill you. And then leaves. And then he holds the bouquet and gets his arm chopped off by the his wife.
0: Yeah, by the wife.
1: But you find out that, okay, so you're like, oh, is it Drew and Miriam that killed him? Right. And it's like, no, so it's not Charlotte. It's not her father. It's not Miriam. It's not Drew. Oh, it's fucking. John Mayhew's actual wife that killed His him wife. and Miriam knew because she saw her <laughs> right but they're yeah. playing along with this like and, and I was like what the fuck I'm so confused mm-hmm. because there was like a moment there where like you think uh the maid uh Velma mm-hmm. was the fucking killer
0: yeah yeah and then right. that was fucking with her at least, right like, fucking with uh with Charlotte. because she's
1: always like sneaking Slinging around, around yeah, like slinking around the hallways, like
0: looking like making sure I know what you're up to. But, I see your other face.
1: But back to the dreamy situation, she's dreaming of going back to that time and th- that her, her, the love of her life got killed and she sees him walk in the room and then all of a sudden looks at him and he's got no head or hand. Well, she sees the stump of a hand and then he, she looks up and he's got no <laughs> Go head. <ahead. laughs> That's captain. And she shoots it with the bouquet.
0: <laughs> that whole scene that was, was so cool. cool because and the way they shot it and everyone was like glowing. So, you know, it like wasn't real. It was right, like a it dream was, world. Well, yeah, because like, everything's cause weird. Because she was all fucked up. She was all fucked up on drugs.
1: Then Miriam comes in and she's all freaked out. You killed him. You killed, you killed him. And I'm like believing her there. Like I thought she was serious. I did too. I, I thought totally that was like she fucked up. And then how would she know? And I was like, wait, maybe she put blanks in it. Like it came. Right. A, it, I was like, that would make sense. Right. And then sure enough, when she's Later put up to her, on. yeah, like when they go throw his body into the water, <laughs> he like holds his breath, I guess, in the water. And then yeah, beats them home before dropping <laughs> off Charlotte somehow. After, like, how do you beat the car that's driving down the road?
0: Well, no, no, no. It might have been, uh, there was, when they got, when they dumped him and they got back home, she was like, go to your room. You need to go to your room. And then maybe there was a period of time.
1: Maybe. that she was waiting
0: for Drew to come back so Well, they he could he's standing at the top her. of
1: the stairs all money and tries to help her and which just makes her more crazy mm-hmm. and she's like oh my god I'm seeing fucking he's dead and like I'm seeing him alive like what the fuck they like got rid of the body she's like Miriam I'll give you all my money which is what they planned on and begin with uh-huh. is that she would get all the money and split it with Drew so then they're out celebrating that she's gone completely mad and they're gonna get all of her money and she pushes the flower pot on yeah, top Charlotte of their head sees
0: him. Yeah.
1: But this is where you see Miriam do a really good job, or Olivia, whoever the actress is, Olivia Day, whatever de-
0: de Haviland, Haviland. De Haviland. She does a really
1: good job of being really kind of does. sinister there. Like you, she really brought the goods there. She
0: really did because she's like she's job. like
1: kissing Drew and being all like, "You think you're the smart one? You think that you could be the?" She's like, "I wrote those letters, right from John Mayhew's wife." to fuck with charlotte for Mm -hmm. 30 years you know what i mean right and she and he was like, "Holy shit, that's pretty impressive!" Like, you really went all out to get her money. And she was like, "Well, I couldn't let her go out and be happy because she would have spent all the money." And he's like, "Wow, that's really good. Now we're gonna fuck." <laughs> and that's when she pulls the flower pot on their head, right? And they're both dead. You didn't no blood, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're just like laying there. They're yeah, like laying there on top of the. Their paper. necks should
1: be hanging, hang, like dangling off their necks, with their heads caved in, like some fucking like sloth. From Fucking Goonies (laughs) looking face. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. It's weird because there's good things about this movie that I liked really well, but I still think the performances in the first movie are stronger. So, would yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you know,
0: I agree, I prefer this, but I think this is a more movie.
1: traditional kind of like psycho thriller horror.
0: Yeah, to- this is totally traditional,
1: you know, like you would feel like I mean, like multiple genres, um, but <laughs> <laughs> traditional. Uh, <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, I think it might be a little bit more accessible to people who've not been in the 60s. You might be able to watch this a little bit easier than something uh, where whatever happened to baby Jane. But I think the performances will shine when you watch where whatever happened to baby Jane as well. So Mm I don't know. I liked I liked watching these. It was a nice experience. But now, like I said, if we're going to go back to the 60s next time. All right, biggity 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 baba.
0: All right, I'm glad. I'm really glad you that we did these movies. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate it too. I had a
0: lot of fun. It It was nice
1: to go outside my you know comfort zone a little bit. And I
0: went down a hole. I was I've I probably watched every single YouTube documentary. Yeah, she really. She was doing a
1: lot of K too. So she was like (laughs) in a hole with in a hole.
0: But it's really interesting and i i do want to finish that show just so i can see how yeah. they portrayed them making the
1: movies well maybe you can fill everybody in later if they're interested in this episode okay i hope you guys do give it a chance check it out yes. Push yourself outside of your regular comfort zone just to kind of fill some uh you know Right, Some history. Yeah.
0: It really is history.
1: You know, this like is,
0: this movie is it is history.
1: It was kind of an interesting little jaunt. But, uh, you know, not 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 within my wheelhouse, like I keep saying over and over and over again. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Have you seen these movies? Maybe I'm the one that out, the outlier who hasn't seen these films and everybody else has. <laughs> but I think that a lot of people probably haven't. So, how much was that movie on? Uh, oh, it's it's on Amazon as well, right? For two bucks.
0: Yeah, it's on Amazon
1: as well, or you, your
0: library,
1: or you can Just get it on YouTube library. as well. I think I saw it is. It, on that. it
0: is on YouTube. Not a
1: good quality copy. No, by the way. no,
0: but I'm telling you, Amazon on these movies, it was great quality. Yeah, like it really was good quality.
1: HD. So, but yeah, guys, I would love to hear what you guys think about these two movies. Let us know in the comment section below and any of our stuff, including the episode of the podcast, which you can always comment on if you subscribe to it. Uh, You can comment under your own name and everything like that instead of the social media. But either way, let us know what you guys think. Did you enjoy us going back to the 60s? Should we return to the 60s with Bava? Or what are we going to do next? I mean, I I also want to watch Beyond the Door trilogy. And I really want to see that. But yeah, whatever, guys. Like, if you have a, any particular thing, if you'd like to see us to do more 60s, I'm down. You know, should we spread it out? Should we wait a little while before we do that? I mean, it's up to you guys. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming by this week and listening to this episode. Happy birthday, Christina. Oh,
0: thank you. Oh, it's my birthday. <laughs> Yay.
1: So thanks, guys, for celebrating it with us for our 200th episode as well. So
0: 200 episodes. Has it
1: always been on the 200th episode? Like, or, is it usually around that time?
0: Yeah, August. August is yeah. usually. A, so next year it will be 300.
1: Uh, it'll probably be in the next month, actually. Oh, technically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can't count.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to all these episodes. We have like 230-some, I think. Because we used but, to do so many extra episodes. You for, fucked
0: up. Well, <laughs> I was
1: crazy. doing two two episodes, one on Monday, one, one on Wednesday or Thursday. That was too much. It was a lot. I That's was really busy doing that stuff. Yeah. So, much. but anyway, thank you guys for coming by. Happy birthday, Christina. Thanks. And as always. The long live the void.